You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. Ah, Hello. we're back. Hush. Hey, guys. <laughs> this is such a great opening. I, I love, love this song. It's, it's like on me. I really like the shadow puppet effects. I, I yeah. really do. I love that style. It almost reminds me very, like, true detective almost. Oh, like Reigns of Castamere. Yeah. I'm telling you, listen to Reigns of Castamere. <laughs> hey, very- guys. Welcome back to our episode of Turns, episode two, Who by Fire. And joining, you know, I'm Kristen Carroll. Um, you can just call me General Kristen. And with me tonight, <laughs> I have Captain... No, I'm actually You're Lieutenant. Lieutenant Megan. <laughs> Lieutenant Megan. But we do Megan. have Captain Joyce. Captain yeah. Joyce. Captain Joyce. Captain Joyce in the flesh reincarnated. Lives. <laughs> and then live. we also have Major Chance joining us <laughs> once again. Major Chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, very exciting. Great to be back for this one, you know, because I think a lot of us going into it... Um, you know, had had reservations a little bit, but enjoyed it, and we're kind of looking to see where it went. And I feel like it really took it to a different level yeah. in this episode. I we're was, learning a lot more. I watched your guys' podcast from last week, and you were right; it wasn't so suspenseful in terms of it being a pilot. So that I felt the same way. I was like, "Well, it's kind of an introduction, which is exactly what we needed." But this mm-hmm. episode definitely proved to be more eventful. Yeah, they're racking up the suspense quite a bit already just with um, the the way the different characters are interacting and um, just the implications of what that'll bring. It's really cool. Um, I have to admit, I wasn't sold last time. I even told (laughs) a lot of people I wasn't sold. Uh, Dylan almost didn't do the show tonight. He's like, eh. It was tough. It It was tough. Um, But, you know, um, I'm, I'm a trooper. Um, I came in, I watched it, and this one actually is getting better. Yeah. <laughs> and he even brought us a gift, so we allowed him to return. No. It's like this yeah. really I had cool to buy my way in. <laughs> That's how we work. And Joyce will be official to our panel now. Yes. Um, and we say hi to Ryan, um, who couldn't make it today. So. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Captain Ryan missed his ship. <laughs> but don't worry. Actually, literally, he did. He was on Catalina Island. So oh, he missed, oh, He missed the boat. Wow. wow. He really missed the boat. That is so fitting. Hmm. But Joyce will be joining us. Uh, Stephen Lemieux, uh, Lemieux will not be um, for the future. No. So best moments of the show. There were so many cool, kind of sexy things going on in this Whoa. show. <laughs> uh, you, you thought the dead body was sexy? <laughs> It's like ew, Captain ew. Joyce, pickled water. He looked like Uncle Fester. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Should I put like, my finger hmm. on it? You're, you're a pickled right. Uncle Fester. Ew. <laughs> so gross. This is gross. I gotta but, go. No, my, uh, what was your favorite moment? Um, personally, I, I, I love Caleb. Caleb Brewster is just awesome, and I hope, um, <clears throat> as we found it at the end, that that Ben's gonna have a little trouble with how they treated Simcoe, but. 
you know, they're they're whining and dining him, and all of a sudden, Caleb's like, I just can't handle it, and he punches him. <laughs> and awesome. I feel that's what most of us want to do to Simcoe. He's just creepy and annoying, and yeah. somebody, you know, you don't really want around. <laughs> what about you? Um, my favorite What's moment that? was probably just when... Um, uh, Richard and Anna and Abe were all sitting down to talk to Rogers. Mm-hmm. Like, that conversation was like, I, I was like leaning in in my chair a little bit. I'm like, ooh, what are, what, what's going to happen next? And I really liked that conversation. And Rogers, despite being a mercenary and quote unquote, you know, working for the bad guys, again, I don't want to say that the British are bad guys because they're not. They're just doing their jobs. I just but, think because they're kind of against what our main character is yeah. going for that. You know, well, it's, it's kind it's of a say, say that for but this show. But even though he's a mercenary, he was so funny. And he's you can tell that he's a rogue who, who you know, obviously plays by his own rules. And I really liked that interaction. I love his mannerisms. He's you, cool. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to get from him. So I think that scene, any scene he's in, you never know what's going to happen, which is kind of cool yeah. to bring to the table. Uh, Megan, you guys? as long as we're in America, <laughs> <laughs> they are the bad guys. <laughs> So, future I'm reference. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, continue. Um, my uh, my favorite moment was when um, uh, Abe and his dad had a moment where it was just kind of like his dad was so relieved that he wasn't involved in the Captain Joyce killing, and coming from last episode at the end when he said that he was done helping him, that made me feel really bad for Abe because. You know, Abe is in this really weird place. He can't catch a break. He doesn't rely on his wife. His true love is not his wife. And his dad told him he was done with him. So to see his dad kind of come back from that, it made me feel better about, you know, who Abe could go to. But who knows what could happen with his dad and you know, exactly. in the future. And, and that was really tough, too, because, like, as soon, basically, as they reconciled, his dad basically said, oh, yeah, and by the way, I sold out Anna. <laughs> yeah, that, She's on the true. list. So, that's like, true. you get this moment of, like, oh, I can breathe with a sigh of relief. These two have reconciled. You know, they've put the past behind them. And, oh, now Anna's in trouble again. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Thanks. Well, <laughs> I guess that, that was a terrible turn. It's got to be nice to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. It's got to be nice to be married, though, that, you know, your father-in-law is kind of at least getting rid of the competition. I mean, she's married to him. They have a kid together. Just... True. Except she's at home and doesn't know anything no. about anything going on. Yeah. Let's get into... Um, let's start off with, with the opening. Wait, no, yeah, you should get my favorite moment. Sorry. Jeez. Okay. Well, mine was actually the same one as yours. Just this very particular line. <laughs> if you want to call that a lie. <laughs> I think I really that's a lie. I that was improvised. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. if, I were, if I were the a- other actors, I would have lost it. <laughs> well, I, I, okay, I, I like that. Sorry. You it was great. That. No, that's good. I laughed very hard. <laughs> so I was going with the transition. She said Mary, and I'm like, that's our first topic is Mary and Abe. Oh, Sorry about she was that. trying to have a I was have trying a nice to have a good transition. Oh, yeah, yeah, good segue. So let's get, it, let's get into the opening with, with Mary and Abe. And I feel like, I wonder if this is going to be a pattern for the show, because last week they also started with Mary and Abe, and I feel like their conversation each time kind of mirrors what's going to happen later. And I feel like AMC kind of does that a little bit. You know, they do that with Walking Dead to an extent, where whatever the opening is, sometimes the conversation kind of mirrors what happens later. But it's not the same creators, but it's the same network. Um, so... Mary wakes him up because she's praying again. And, you know, I'm praying for us. And 
you know, Abe's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Like, it's fine. And she's like, no, this plague is a sign. You know, all of our crops are basically gone, these maggots. I mean, this is, this is bad. So here's somebody, you know, she's kind of God-fearing, as it seems, and believes in signs and, you know, really wants the family to grow. And then, of course, Abe is like, I had half the crops <laughs> in the shed. We're cool. It's going to last us till winter. And then, of course... Like the second he says, yeah. yeah, the shed burns to the ground. Until like you can't catch a break. I, I almost like. I feel like if this was a cartoon or a comedy of some sort, like as soon as he pointed that out, like a bolt of lightning would have struck it. What's the worst but, that could happen? You know, Mary, Mary would probably say he got smited by God. Probably, like this is a punishment yeah. being brought down upon us. That's but what going, you get for being cocky. Yeah. <laughs> well, going going um. From that, um, you know, the fact that Mary is so God-fearing and she's she's taking this, um, you know, with religion and she's basically depending on that and telling Abe, like, this is all because of God, like, don't worry, or, you know, we're going to be okay, I'm praying to God, all stuff. And Abe is the opposite. He's not in that mindset at all. So that totally mirrors, like, their disconnect and their difference. Because from the beginning, I've never seen them agree or just be one. No, they've never embraced one another. No, they've, they've, never they've never shown like she she's clearly shown that she needs him and that she she loves him and relies on him. But like anytime the two of them are interacting together, he will always gravitate towards their son. Mm-hmm. You know, he who he clearly loves dearly, but that's not necessarily, you know, that affection isn't shown towards her as well. Well, and exactly, as soon as they get done having their discussion he's kind of awake and you could tell he doesn't want to go back to bed and be woken up again so he goes you know to thomas who's crying and shows him his uh pirate treasure yeah. little change under there and that's a really cute moment um you know that's how people's sleep cycles used to be back then they would go to sleep when the sun went down they'd wake up in the middle of the night they'd be up for like an hour or two you know do whatever go you know turn the uh light a candle read a book whatever and then they'd go back to sleep and mm-hmm. wake back up again hmm. uh, it's just a That's weird really interesting. Thing I never that people knew. used to do yeah, all I the never time. Knew that either. Well, uh, you also have to keep in mind that people probably went to bed a lot earlier yeah. because um, they got... didn't have electric lights, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that actually, having electric lights really does mess up our sleep schedules, exactly. and that's mm-hmm. why we go to bed way later and probably don't, mm-hmm. you know, wake well, so, up. Yeah, especially as farmers too, you're going to get up when the sun is <laughs> the sun is up. up yeah. yeah. So, and that's part of your job is you know get the crops crops going before. Right, and if they're that if they're up that early, by the time the sun goes down, they're tired. But then you know how it is. You wake up in the middle of the night. You're like, oh, okay, what am I going to do? Go read a book. For a oh. I feel like that when I have the early shift, where I'm just <laughs> like, I get home at five, and I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm done at three, but I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I don't, I can't even make it to five. <laughs> Should we give them their name? Uh, a celebrity name, Mabe, Mary, <laughs> Mary, Mabe, maybe Mabe, maybe Avery. 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 I like that. I don't know. That, that's too it's complicated. I like Mabe. Uh, Mabraham. So then there's another one like Ava. Or we're going to get comments that's Mayor like, Abraham. stop shipping people. Yeah, um, don't ship them. Sorry, guys. Sorry. My bad. That was me again. Well, we have a captain here. We, if we want to have a ship, we have a captain. So there you go. Mabe it is. <laughs> so we we see them and, and then it goes into the opening and... Um, you know, the crops burning, we see, um, it was like, that's a Guy Fox mask. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. V's here. And, you know, it is kind of interesting, uh, interesting that 
that it was right around that time. And it was um, 1605, as we found out, 5th of November, 1605. And they are celebrating Guy Fawkes throughout the whole thing, which is a very, I mean, again, a very good parallel to this whole story that's going on with him and having to, you know, go against. Yeah. I really liked that inclusion. Um, yeah, and it, I think you're absolutely right. I think it mirrors what's happening really, really well. Because here's this one man, this one spy, who gets all the credit and infamy, um, as Richard pointed out, of trying to blow up Parliament in 1605. And, you know, and you know, to the point where every November the 5th ever since, people still celebrate it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they... I. I they, they still do it in London uh, to this day. You know, probably not as much fervor as they <laughs> did back in the day. Um, but that's something that still goes on. It's something that has persisted for, you know, 400 years. It's really, really interesting. And to have Abe in this situation where all these lies and all these connections and all these kind of under-the-table, under underhanded dealings are surrounding him... Um, to to just have him see what happens to men who try to leave double lives, mm-hmm. mm. everything like that. So that that's you know always going to be in the back of his mind this entire episode. Like that's what's right in front of him. Well, I think it's interesting to the different sides that we see of people celebrating the day and other people kind of you know burning the symbol of of Guy Fawkes. Well, no, that's that's, that's what how they, they do. Celebrate. That's oh. how they celebrate. They hmm. celebrate that Guy Fawkes didn't succeed because he tried to blow up Parliament. And that's yeah. why they were throwing those vegetables. And that's why they burn him in effigy mm-hmm. every Cause year. Because he was the bad guy for, like, trying to shut down the government. But it, um, Even though maybe he was onto something. Look who's <laughs> spying on everyone now. <laughs> the government. <laughs> that's a different story, sorry. <laughs> but just, um, just even, you know, when we saw... Um, when he did go to the bonfire at one point where um, it was uh, John Robson, the, the town kind of drunk, um, <laughs> who turns out to have a lot of secrets himself. You know, he goes up to, to Abe. <laughs> um, where he's like, you know, uh, what was it? It's like, I know you're, friend, uh, you're loyal to your friends. You know, so I was um, actually a little confused when he said that because then was he talking about because now he said loyalty to England, you know, mm. to the king in person, or does he actually kind of know that maybe he's working both sides? So it was a little... Putting, yeah. yeah, it's a very off-putting just kind of one-liner to mm-hmm. just sort of say to somebody and then walk away. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't say that he knows, perhaps. I just think that in this time, like, you can't trust anybody. So maybe he's just... Covering his bases. What he brings up um, later on in the episode is that Sila, you know, is in his mind responsible for what Mm. what ended up happening. And so, you know, you're loyal to your friends who, in his mind, have have wronged him, who have caused them, you know, him this hurt Mm -hmm. and everything like that. So... So that, but we didn't know that at the time. No, so you're kind of watching. What is he talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, definitely want to get to. that a little bit later, but we, you know, we get the introduction again of Robert Rogers in town, and he's watching a play, and um, Major John Andre comes in, and he's like, hey, um, we were cleaning up the Connecticut site, which, you know, we saw at the very, very beginning that that he picks up, you know, the hat, the, ber- the beret, mm-hmm. and, you know, wants to give it to Rogers because he knows that it's it's a sign for him. So this gets Rogers back into things, which gets is his blood boiling. Yeah, exactly. Which is not what he wants. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, whoever this guy is that escaped, 
is trying to get back at me. So now it's personal. It's yeah. not just about making money or doing what I think he more is in it for the money than <laughs> what he thinks is right or wrong. Um, but I think that's how his loyalties lie as well. So Some might say it's a vendetta. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, he's, he's back in town and he goes to meet with uh, Hewlett, who, who I love that he just keeps horses in his I office. I was the same thing. I was like, it must reek in there. <laughs> well, and it's funny, too, because he has such a sense of dignity as he's sitting at his desk, and there are just these horses behind him. It's just kind of like there's something not right about this yeah, picture. It was, it was a little juxtaposition between <laughs> yeah. his attitude and what was actually there. <laughs> Although I loved that scene where Rogers did come in. He totally cornered... Um, Hewlett and Hewlett just seemed so vulnerable and like didn't know what to say or how to react to what he was coming at him with. And I do think it's funny too how much they all respect him now. You know, the famed he had an introduction um, after you know from from John and Richard uh, Woodhall was in there and he kind of got pushed yeah, out he because dismissed. Yeah, that about? I was like, well, it's I, official I mean, business from the Queen. Well, and I don't, but, even though he's kind of helping on some of the investigation stuff. He's not in the army, you know? He's not part well, of the soldiers. Well, it's I just guess. kind of very telling because in terms of, like, the goings-on of this small town, you know, fall to the back burner when it comes to matters of war. And so that probably makes um, Richard, you know, it probably he probably feels belittled yeah. because it's like, you know, this is a murder that took place in our town. This is what needs to be addressed. And Hewlett was like, look, you know, this... Sure, it's important, but the war is more important mm-hmm. than the murder of one man. And I love, um, I actually, I'm starting to like Hewlett because he's kind of quirky and just even as soon as he comes in, he's like, oh, I'll host dinner for you. And that was actually one of my favorite <laughs> oh, lines like, was yeah. later. He's like, you know what? On second thought, I don't think I'll be hosting you to dinner, but it's just, it does go to show. I him. hope you accept my apology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like Hewlett too. Uh, a lot of that I think is attributed to the actor mm-hmm. because he's been in a lot of things. He was in Pacific Rim. He's in Torchwood for, for oh, Doctor Who right. fans. Um, but yeah, uh, but no, I like him as a character too. I don't, yeah. I, I kind of, I'm a little bit dreading when things come to a head and like people start dying in this series because I'm starting to really like a lot of these people. It'll be interesting too, just if you look up the history, you know, if how close they actually go to what the characters go through. Because I'm almost sad that I looked up some of what happens. Spoilers. I hope. That doesn't happen, or if I know that does happen, you know, that's boring. And you know. Well, you'll just be really good at our predictions. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. America wins. <laughs> Booyah. You didn't hear for it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for now. As far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know. <laughs> so it's, um, I really like that exchange. So then he's basically telling Hewlett, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to this small town, and you're going to show, you know, I want you to show me all the officers who are dead, because Hewlett's like, you know, everybody we had there, the main people, they're all gone, It's ex- except Simcoe's missing. So he's like, well, that's kind of suspicious, and that kind of goes into his theory later about who killed Captain Joyce, you know, as as Megan actually predicted earlier. I am so disappointed. I was <laughs> that's wrong. Okay. You, you were on the right thought process yeah. of one of the coolest characters on the show, Robert Rogers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I can take a little solace out of that. He and I are simpatico. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Eugene. <laughs> if you guys watch Tangled, that's, that's what it was in reference to. Um, I'm proud of you. 
So they go into there, and, and he shows him, like, the barrels. And he's like, which one's this one? He goes, well, this is Captain Joyce. So but you don't have to worry about that. He wasn't there. He goes, no, something is up with this. I need to figure out this because he could be the key to why the other 19 died. So he's now on the hunt to find out who gets cap- who killed Captain Joyce. And it brings about... Sorry, Captain Joyce. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> There's so much going on. Um, so... Yeah, I'll, I'll pause in advance. I'm not usually the lead, you guys. So <laughs> there's so many names. There are a lot of everybody. Yeah. That's why I keep looking down too. Um, <laughs> well, and I hurt my neck earlier today. <laughs> yeah, as well. But so you know, he's he's now kind of sniffing around town to see what's going on. So that kind of leads us back to the bonfire, the big party um, for Guy Fox, and he goes up. You know, he had met, you know, the Reverend. Really briefly, he's like, "Oh, you're telling me about your son Abe," and he goes, "I didn't tell you about <laughs> Abe." And yeah, Roger's like, "You know, I do my homework." Yeah. Basically, <laughs> you didn't have to. I know everything, and that brings us back to the scene where they go into Anna's tavern. Now, now Anna's, and he's interrogating them, basically, kind of seeing how they all react to his accusations mm-hmm. of who might this be and who, you know, who did what and. This brings up a key detail that we skipped over. I forgot about it too until no, just now. Do. <laughs> um, was Anna finding the letter? Yes, mm-hmm. the hidden letter in the back of the drawer, yeah. and it looked like it was written by a lover, and <laughs> it was for Captain Joyce, right? Captain Joyce. Yeah, it sounds like there is an affair going on, mm-hmm. and so um, and so Abe thinks well, was like, okay, well maybe this had something to do with his murder. You know, there's no name signed on this letter. So maybe the husband of who, whatever woman wrote this letter is the one who, who murdered Captain Joyce. Because yeah. he's still trying to clear his name. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I didn't do this. So he's trying to show, look, I didn't do it. So. Yeah, because everybody just thinks, you know, daddy got him off the hook. Right, right. <laughs> and you don't want that. No. You know, stinking yeah, that it town. burned his crops down. <laughs> exactly. You know, so that they, yeah. so he would make them think that the town hates him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he's trying to clear his name because otherwise he's like, great, anything I do now, it's just going to get burned. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he had talked to um, Anna and she had found it and she wanted to go over it with him. And, you know, he's Abe is so nervous <laughs> throughout this whole thing. And um, so it just kind of makes for a really interesting conversation. And I thought it was interesting he he brought up the letter. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him doing that. I wasn't yeah. sure what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Because Anna even looked surprised. Just seeing the expressions on Richard and Anna's face during this entire exchange, they looked like deers caught in the headlights. Mm-hmm. They're like, they oh, were not my gosh, this all. is when everything like comes unraveled. And for for Richard to not know this stuff that his son is, you know, telling yeah. Captain, or I guess he's Major Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's yeah. yeah, Major Rogers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, telling Major Rogers, you know, especially after they had reconciled and they thought, you know, no more secrets, mm-hmm. you know, no more secrets between me and my son. It's like, ah, no, this yeah. is a secret. <laughs> that conversation, <laughs> and I'm having this told to me right now. Yeah, because Great. earlier on, you know, we kind of touched on it really quickly. What as one of Joyce's favorite moments was when Abe was speaking to Richard, mm-hmm. and it was like really, you know great moment it between was, the two of them and yeah. saying I didn't kill Joyce. Like he actually admitted it. Like you guys were saying he hasn't directly said that he didn't do it until now. Yeah. And he, all his dad wanted to hear was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So now he's sitting here going, I thought we just yeah. talked about <laughs> this. Like, what is happening now? Well, the conversation took a really quick turn. Ah. Roy, cue the rim shot, please. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Are we going to just, like, a, yes, is I'm there puns a sound effect like. that we need to do every time we make a turn pun? <laughs> yes, there needs to be <laughs> one. we all, like, swivel in the it's chair? It's too easy around? to do. <laughs> oh, right. save that for the battle. Save that for the battle when we win. I like it, Ryan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they, they do that, and then I kind of liked the change we saw a little bit in Rogers because he's like, oh, so they're filling me in on this information. There's a girl. He's like, Let's go down to the basement. Well, that was it. That was the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was thinking, like, I don't know what to do. I really thought it was these people, but now they're making me change my mind. Okay. I like to just I'll think that it. that's the sound of, like, the wheels. Yeah, that's how I'm thinking. <laughs> right. That's how I'm going to start thinking from now on. The light bulb went mm-hmm. off. <laughs> okay. But before that hilarious moment, um, Rogers gave Abe this coin, and on the back it said... Um, he who conceals himself is detected. And for mm-hmm. a second, I was like, does does he have an idea? Does he kind of have an idea that Abe is a spy for the rebels? And Well, he knows something's going on yeah, in the town. Yeah, he knows something is fishy. And that's when Abe got really nervous. And that's why I was thinking, like, maybe he's trying to catch him off guard enough for him to see, like, oh, for I- him... Completely I. agree with you. I. I. What I really liked about this scene, too, um, was just that, you know, as nervous as Abe was, you know, while this conversation is starting, there was a moment where it was like somebody flipped a switch and he was able to... T- to turn it around. Yes, there it is again. <laughs> uh, I'm rolling my eyes as I say it. <laughs> you got Abe and turn in that sentence. Uh, but he was able to turn it around. And honestly, um, people say that the best lies always have a nugget of truth in them. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's learning to do. He's learning how to lie, but still walk that line of, you know, truth to make it believable and to mm-hmm. make him seem like he's still, you know, like he is the honorable, that honorable man. man. That, yeah, that everybody is taking him for. And he is an honorable man, but, you know, lies tend to pile up, and he's getting better and better at telling them. And good for him, because he's getting put into these situations involuntarily, and mm-hmm. he's just adapting to them, regardless if he wants to or not. And he's he's getting better. He's progressing in terms and of... Yeah. I think That's what it takes to be a good I, spy. You gotta yeah. wing it. Yeah, gotta and wing it. I think in probably a few episodes' time, eventually he'll be a force to be reckoned with. Totally. Like, he's not just... Right now, he's really good at, you know, catching himself on the fly. Pretty soon, he's going to be the one leading conversations yeah. and steering people in the wrong direction. I mean, well, and I hope he gets to a point, too, where we hope... We think of him as our favorite character instead of the funny side ones because you're like, man, he's just awesome. Right now, he's like... He does a cool thing, and he's like, I didn't really like yeah. doing that. Yeah. He still has a lot of time to grow, but you do see that progression of, you know, him with violence and the whole knife thing, how he didn't grab it at first, and now he actually possesses one, and the fact that he took it out later on in this episode is just like a... Sh- That's yeah, true. It, on him now. it did it Each did time progress. he's getting closer. Yeah, although getting He closer. is going to kill someone. He did, and I think also, again, earlier with the conversation with his dad, he said, you know, I will never kill somebody, you know, until I'm ready for judgment, you know, day for him. And I... That's I think tomorrow. he meant that when he was going to die, That's obviously. Tomorrow. But you know, I think there'll be a time, yeah, where he's gonna he's gonna have to. Eventually, oh, yeah. his hand is going to be forced either um, mm-hmm. 
you know, just, again, with all these secrets piling up and all these, um, the deck being stacked against him in all directions. There's going to have yeah. to. Somebody's going to give. It somebody's going to find out something, and he's going to be the only one that's going to be able to so stop what's, him. Uh, it I might pre- be for well, the life of for death later. of his family. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Just write it down. Make I got, sure I got you it. I got it, it in my head. <laughs> I was gonna say it, but it's a prediction. Got to save it for prediction. So go we'll go to um, uh, our favorite part, which is when they take out Captain Joyce. They go back down. He's, <laughs> oh, now Rogers is all excited because he's like, body. "My first idea was, you know, that Simcoe was the one that did it because he's the only one that benefited from the death." You know, thought it was Anna, but you know, it doesn't seem very likely. And she's there, and she has the letter now, and he's like makes even more sense that it was like a lover and so they tell so they devise a plan that they're gonna you know first he kind of looks through all the wounds he's like have Captain Joyce tell us and <laughs> brings that out and uh, Abe throws pulls the body out of a barrel filled with pickled water and so that the body Abe. doesn't <laughs> rot so gross he's probably never seen no because they're gonna ship body the bodies before. back to London mm-hmm. yeah. for idea. proper yeah, uh-huh. burial I'm sure um, so through kind of looking at that and how he was stabbed, he's like, you know, one part was in the back, which means that he was comfortable enough with the person to turn, to turn, to turn his back, back on To him. turn his back. Uh, See? He's all day long. <laughs> Take know, a drink as soon as we say turn. show before, but now it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, discussing the plot and the scripts, and they were like, wow, we so say turn a lot. I feel like we need to start keeping a tally of how many times we I know. say That's a good idea. Bring it on board. Just keep it's it not, tally. It's not the pun jar. It's the turn jar. The turn jar. And we have to give a quarter every time we say turn. So that'll make our in, our sentences <laughs> a lot more quarters, interesting. Right? Uh, <laughs> 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 well, the quarters. pizza party at the end. <laughs> well, we're going to. a good idea. Actually, that would probably buy a lot of pizza. All right. Keep going. <laughs> That's a lot of turn jokes. So he figures that out. So he's like, all right. So we're going to have... I'm going to call. So he ends up calling Major Hewlett, or no, Major Hewlett. Um, excuse me. Um, so he calls Hewlett um, to to come to the, you know where the drummer is and who's playing that song earlier, and tells him, "I want you to play this song so we can find out which girl here is the one." Yeah, they scouted them all out, around. right? They scouted a they, couple they of them. They narrowed it down based on like a couple who could hear things. the drums from where they were played. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they narrowed so it down girls. to two, and one of them was Anna, and then well, another they had one it, was yeah. Anna. They had it to four, <laughs> and two of them. Well, one was like seventy something, <laughs> so <laughs> that guy palsy. wouldn't be sleeping with her. Yeah. Then the other one had palsy, so that's not going to work. So, it's so it Clara got down to two, but one of them was Anna. And I, you could kind of see Rogers. I was like, I don't know if I think that's up. You know, like, it's okay, her. whatever. Yeah, I don't think he's her type. Um, <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, let's find Clara and see if she, you know, when the song goes on, if if anything happens. So, and and he was like, you're really calling me over for this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got horses to feed in my office. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this kind of stuff. Scoop. Yeah, he did say all of those things. Basically, I, I could see it in his eyes. That's what was going on. So they have. Clayton, the drummer, you know, they, they ask him that he, you know, why are you playing these songs? And he's just like, oh, Joy said to do it, so I was doing it when he said to. And, you know, just whenever. It was all hours of the night, and he thought it, like, helped morale as well with the with the group. And um, so he starts playing it. Clara's not doing anything. But we see good old John Robinson 
I know. <laughs> the town drunk. Yeah, the Shucking town drunk. the oysters. <laughs> yeah, the song goes on. Everybody else is still dancing around, drinking, talking. He kind of looks up. And the only one that notices out of that group, it seemed like, was Anne. Anne looks yeah. nervous about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how, how... He's like, wait, Joyce is dead. <laughs> Captain I love Joyce how the it. reason I... I love how what, what, gave it to, what gave it away for me was his shuck, because um, Rogers was saying that the stab wound in Joyce's back was small, like an envelope opener, or mm-hmm. a small, like a dagger for small hands mm-hmm. or something. But then when I saw... The town drunk using that shuck, I was like, it was him. <laughs> and then you're like, no, he looked up, but he's suspicious. <laughs> it was the drunk in the field with the oyster shuck. With the oyster shuck. <laughs> so I, and I loved this, like I said, I, I love certain moments of Abe, and I hope in upcoming episodes I'm going to be like, he is the coolest. Um, because, you know, he goes right up, he goes right up to John. He's like, I know it was you. Meet me where you killed Captain Joyce. Yeah. And Which, if I was the guy that killed someone, I would be like, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not Going go back because to he the didn't. Scene of the crime, he didn't yeah, say no, like, no. meet me where you killed Captain Joyce over by that tree over there. He said, meet me where you killed him. So obviously, if he shows up, he killed him because so, he knows where it was, right? But to be fair, he's drunk. <laughs> uh, and I feel like back he's then, always drunk. I feel like then men had, you know. Those guys had more of a code, exactly. And he was like, "He's like, you found me out, but (laughs) I'm going to take the gentleman's code." There is, there was a gentleman's code. Hey, there still is. You guys just don't know about it. Oh, enlighten us. (laughs) No, please. That's for another podcast. (laughs) But so he, he gentleman never tells. Exactly. (laughs) So Abe goes there, and then we, and I, I feel like we kind of knew Abe had to have brought somebody. I wasn't sure if it was going to be Rogers or just. had to have backup. Right. And it's so dark you can't even see in that area. So he comes there and then John gets there and I feel like with most, you know, quote unquote bad guys, they like to tell their story. So John They're prideful people. Pretty much yeah. <laughs> you sly dog. You had me monologuing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he has them he admits to being the one eventually once he sees, you know, I've got this letter you know, as you wrote as a girl. How'd you um, get that? Yeah. That's what he said? <laughs> Sorry. He's well, like, that wasn't top fell. secret. I just yeah. loved Captain Joyce. <laughs> we were having an affair. affair. Yeah. That's what I, I was like, wait, he was having an affair with John Robeson? <laughs> yes. Let's all just go with that. I was like, is this what that. it's about? It's a whole different story. Now. A whole different yeah. show. So, you know, if, he's like, so if we compare the writing, we're going to find out that it was you who did this and you're the one who ended up killing him. And I thought it was interesting that that wasn't part of the deal originally. And then he starts blaming Abe and Sheila. Sheila. Sheila, excuse me. Sheila's a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sheila sounds feminine as well. It does. But, but, Sheila. It's not. So he's like, you know, it's kind of your fault. You brought it up. He's a hard guy to handle. And, you know, he was talking to me and I just, I couldn't help it. And even as he's talking to Abe. He brings out the knife. Yeah. So this guy's not very stable. That's what it all came down to. I, I'm I'm sure Captain Joyce talked to him. Mm. And just like, I'm over this guy. And starts to turn around to walk away from him. That and makes that's... sense. See what you did? Turn. Again. Uh, Mark it down. Uh, <laughs> I hope someone's keeping track of this. Somebody's going to write, please stop keeping please track. Please stop keeping track of the turn funds. But, um, but 
Well, you also have to keep in mind that Joyce was just court-martialed. He was going mm-hmm. he was going to be sent back to London. And if you look back at the first episode, it's like that brings like a whole new um meaning to his disappointment and his shame and why he looked so pathetic, you know, when when he was court-martialed. It wasn't necessarily because his name was besmirched. You know, it was because he's leaving the one he he has to leave the one he loves behind. But I think yeah, I agree. And um but I don't think John really saw it that way. No. Obviously. So they're almost, you know, they start to go at each other. And, well, before that, um, he's like, by the way, the drummer Clayton, he thinks you're the one <laughs> that did all of this. And I brought him with me. Clayton, get in here. Because <laughs> apparently Clayton didn't hear the rest of the conversation. Right. But Which was very weird. Robert Rogers did. Um, so he's he must have been drummer. further back. Like, <laughs> like the whole time that conversation took place, there was a guy hiding behind a tree, and there was a guy hiding in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that says a lot, though, about the you know the nature of like the there conversation. are eyes everywhere. There are eyes and ears everywhere, even when you know, even at the higher up stage, you know, and you know the the Confederate. Or, Oh my gosh, I called them Confederates. <laughs> this is a different even war. Even the Patriots, <laughs> even the Patriots are now, talking about how there's team. a really, really high up, you know, there's a mole, you know, really high up in their ranks, higher than any of them right now. And yeah. so they're like, how high up does this go? We have to, we have to find out. To and I really, I really like that, you know, with a show like this too, you can see how, you know, again, the difference between what we think of spies now compared to back then, mm-hmm. where they're just hiding behind a tree. And you wouldn't necessarily think like, oh, that's not... That's not complicated, but you know, that's it not for James them. Bondy Especially enough. Especially with all the technology. So yeah, so um, Clayton comes out. He's about to go attack Abe, and all of a sudden, Robert Rogers comes to the rescue, kills him. He's like, "You didn't tell me there were going to be two of them." Abe's like, "What, what do you think? I know these things." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then he's he all of a sudden is like, "Well, we I you know we found the killer of, of Joyce," and Abe's like, "Wait a minute, this is." No, it's it's this guy. Didn't you hear any of this? And um, I kind of liked that. Yeah. Because now he's I, just Robert Rogers is so slick in everything he does. And it's kind of all backhanded, like behind the scenes stuff. And he's like, no, I've got somebody now that like he knows I can kill him. He knows I know what he did. So if I don't kill him, somebody else is going to. He's going to be my spy. And Woodhall, <laughs> Woodhall, if you're if you find that he's leaving... You're going to tell me. So now he is. Now Ugh. he's a double He's, he's a double, double agent. Spy. He's <laughs> a double agent. He's yeah. getting himself into so many random <laughs> uh, involuntary things. Yeah, he's he's definitely in a bind now. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like that. And then we go, um, you know, I want to hear what you guys think as well. Um, we love hearing comments. We haven't gotten anything because it's a newer show for iTunes and YouTube. But you know, how was that moment for you guys as well? And definitely... Um, we only had two comments on YouTube. Sure, shout out to two people who wrote to us on YouTube. Um, we definitely like hearing hearing from you guys, especially being a new show. You know, we want to hear what you have to say. We yeah. do this for free. Um, we're fans as well, and hopefully, with the new show, is <laughs> we become really big fans. And um, yeah, so you're, and, please and write us. Yeah, <laughs> your comments and theories or whatever will help us shape ours. And yeah, you know, we'll bring do shout out for and, us, and we'll do shout outs. Yeah, yeah, and definitely talk about. Everything that one, like I said, we hadn't had anything on <clears throat> iTunes yet. We really do appreciate it. Shows our bosses how we're doing, and it keeps us doing shows here. So please do iTunes and YouTube. <laughs> Yay! So the next 
Devil Spy, and we'll kind of touch about this really quickly, because it was two quick scenes, was, you know, Major John Andre and his his little Philomena. theater friend, Philomena. Mm. Which, at first, <laughs> when he's watching her and they kind of make eye contact, you're like, get it. <laughs> All right. I developed a new respect happening. for John Andre in this episode. <laughs> exactly. We he's smooth. Too often. Yeah. He's really smooth. He's real, all he had to do was make eye contact. Hey. <laughs> and we, and that's it. And we had talked about a little bit in the first episode that females make the best spies because all these guys don't think they're able to do anything. I mean, you could even see when Anna was, um, you know, saying something to Robert Rogers and she was like, well, I, you know, why she went to, to Abe first. Well, I, well, I, and he's like, I think on the one hand he was thinking, well, she's a woman. She's just going to go to the first guy yeah. she likes. Mm-hmm. She's not going to think it through. That's what I yeah, thought. He's like, ah, he it's okay. I was in love with that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he neither like, did she. So. She's a woman. It's all right. Um, so he he sleeps with Philomena and then gets her to be a spy. And I think, Dylan, you made a very interesting point at the end when he kind of convinces her to do it, that he's fully clothed mm-hmm. and she's completely naked. Yeah. And it's very, like, who has the power in this situation mm-hmm. and definitely kind of a vulnerability, but yet he's going to use her for stuff. So it's this new thing. Well, I, and I, and I have oh, a different idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They always keep talking about their friends that they have in other cities. Maybe she's already part of the spy team. Maybe she's a spy. Because you hear him just, she was like, oh, what do you do? Oh, how many men do you control? Oh, so you yeah. think she's already I think she's a spy already. Spy already. And, and her- she's getting the information by sleeping with him. Because then he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm so in charge of all these guys. I gather all the intelligence. I'm so awesome. And she's just going, hmm. And her nakedness is her cover-up. Right. She's like, oh, look, I'm naked and so vulnerable. Tell me everything. That's exactly what I was going to say is that with him dressed, you know, in his military uniform and her completely dressed down, like, those are the assets that they are using in this war, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Those, Those are what they are using to fight their own battles. And so I thought that was very interesting. Oh, that's true. Okay, so you guys all think that she's already a spy for the rebels, quote-unquote. Yeah, because I think if if she were inexperienced in that, or if she were really, really excited, she would show that, uh, you know, as someone who's like, oh my god, he's he thinks I'm good enough for this. I'm, I'm going to do this. But to <laughs> me, she just seemed kind of like, all right. Well, I, it'd I be, got this. It'd be very interesting if that's how the information for the Patriots, if that's how it was being leaked, mm-hmm. is through somebody like her, or maybe even her. A whole ring of hers. And um, since we don't have that much time uh, to talk about it, sorry, because we talked about other stuff as well, um, let's get really quickly to Simcoe. With I called it last week. What did I say? I said Simcoe's going to get away, he's going to know everyone's names, and now it's going to be trouble for everyone. Yeah. Well, he was, yeah, he was cast as a regular. Yeah. Which is, it just seems too early to get rid of the creepy guy. He has to cause more trouble. I told you they should have just killed him. <laughs> they should have. They really should have. And, and it was interesting, too, that Abe found out that they hadn't killed him. Yeah. That he was missing. And so the, we whole, have, the whole reason that they're doing this is totally moot now because he's still alive. And now Simcoe has more information mm-hmm. on He knows you know, the two names ben of... and Caleb. Mm-hmm. His no. best friends. They are not very good at what they, <laughs> what no. they were doing. No, and it was kind of interesting because, you know, when, even Simcoe at the end when, when they were caught, he's like, you know, Ben was actually really great to me. And it was at first. I mean, he was trying to do the right thing, like, 
you know, they... He was trying to adhere to this code. Yeah. There was the first, you know, scene where they're fixing his leg, and that was a little cringeworthy Ugh. because we don't do that no, kind of <laughs> medical um, procedures anymore. Although that was great. More rum, please. Yeah. <laughs> they do now. I mean, they still do that. They just put you under now, and yeah, no one I mean, watches um, it. It's not as bloody. It wasn't as, as bloody for that. <laughs> but he, he puts him back to get back together, so to speak. And then he's having dinner with them and trying to talk, and that's when I said, you know, my favorite moment was Caleb when he punches him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, obviously the f- being nice isn't working. So, you know, then Ben kind of becomes on board to, well, let's use the bad cop method. And of course, as soon as they're using that, you know, it General Scott, Scott comes in. And he seems a little, I don't know, a little stiff. <laughs> well, yeah. all the officers were, uh, back in the day, fighting tactics. They had a code, like, don't hurt other officers, because they didn't want to get hurt and captured and yeah, tortured. It, yeah. it, you you set the precedent for that sort of thing. It's like, well, that's what's going well, to happen Even now, to you. we still have laws with that, and whether or not, you know, countries abide by it. Is they don't. Hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there's certain people that, that believe in it and some that don't, and maybe it's a case-by-case basis, because I feel like at least with me in this show, I'm like, yeah, torture Simcoe. <laughs> Maybe it's a TV show, and I'm just, you know, it's like, oh, it doesn't wrong matter. With you. <laughs> I can't be the only one that wanted him to get smacked around. Well, a I bit. wanted him I, dead, yeah. so I, I wanted him dead. Torture is me. I was really just disappointed when they when they captured him at the end of the last episode. I was like, ah, oh, you're leaving him alive. This isn't going to end well for no. anybody. But there, do you there, do you guys think they're going to send him right back to where he was now that? They kind of messed up his treatment, or do you think he'll still kind of go through a trial? Oh no! I think he'll go back to where oh, he th- was. They're so gonna right let him go. Yeah, he's gonna roll right back into town. Cause yeah, now he's he's not that high in the ranks like um um oh my gosh, Talwaj. Oh, Talmadge. Talmadge. Benjamin. Talwaj. Yeah, so he says he's not that high in the ranks, but I think he's respected enough or wanted enough for them to just take him back. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Ben's in trouble now, too. And, but it's interesting, they didn't say anything about Caleb being in yeah, trouble. I don't uh, know if he's ben. not because, because he's, he's not, not an like, official officer, but right. he still was seen torturing a guy. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little surprised. Well, that, I think the officer has to take all um, responsibility. All the responsibility yeah. for what's going on there. Yeah. All right, let's get to predictions. Mm. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> Let's go with Major Chance, because he had one earlier. Well, I already kind of gave it away. My prediction was that the girl was going to be uh, the spy. I think she's the spy. She's already a rebel spy, and now she's a double spy. I agree with you. Um, For me, and I kind of thought that scene with Rogers giving the coin to Abe was a little foreshadowing. That quote saying, he who conceals himself is detected. I feel like with everything that... um, Rogers has said about spies in front of Abe that kind of just makes me feel like later on in the episode he's going to find out about Abe and the fact that Rogers said to um, to John Robson that spies are the lowest of the low essentially that you know once he does find out about Abe there's going to be lots of conflict considering that now Abe is his watch for John and Abe is also Richard's son it's like all this drama drama <laughs> drama lots of drama Miss Salinas what do you think I think that um the uh, whoever is leaking the information uh, for um, for these guys, uh, he's what's going to allow Simcoe to escape. That's <clears> my <throat> that's my prediction. And I, I said this last week, but I also 
as seen from the previews, I think that Abe is going to go work for his dad, and then it's mm-hmm. going to help him to bring information back and forth to New York. I I have one more prediction, oh. and this is the next <laughs> step of Abe's evolution to killing someone. He first uh, didn't want the knife. Then he grabbed the knife. Now he pulled out the knife. The next one, he's going to go to kill someone, but someone's going to kill him for him. That's going to be one more step closer. Well, that happened this episode. No, well, he didn't have to, like, go for it. So you think it. he's yeah. going to be closer, like maybe he nicked like, the person? Or yeah. accidental. Oh, accidental, maybe. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, thanks, you guys, so much for tuning in to episode two of Turn. Uh, Dylan Chance, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Dylan Chance, or you can find me here later tonight on Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Captain Joyce. You can find me on Twitter, at J-A-J-O-U-R-I, and on the Tuesday night Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast with these lovely ladies. <laughs> and Lieutenant Salinas. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, at The Menguin, that's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And you can find me, Kristen Carroll13, on Twitter. And yes, we're on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then we'll be here next week for Turn. So thanks, you guys, for tuning in. And definitely give us your comments. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.